1: The First Lady of New York Radio, Joan Hamburg. Entertaining and informative. Talk Radio 77 WABC. A real treat today. The star of a new opera, The Hours, Renee Fleming, one of the great sopranos in the world, I'm absolutely a groupie, is my guest. And this opera... If you haven't seen it yet, you are saying, I know this. Well, it it is based on a film and a novel. And the novel is based on a book, uh, Mrs. Dalloway, the Virginia Woolf book. But it's quite incredible. And Renee Fleming is one of the amazing stars in this. So you you probably are tired at this point. You've been working really a lot and hard.
0: Yes, yes. Um, but it's it's been so exhilarating to be involved in something this fresh that is sold out. Audiences love it, are responding to it, uh, and it's, it's just been um, wonderfully successful.
1: And I'm just curious, Renee, how did all this come about? Was this your doing? Did someone approach you?
0: Well, I had been working with the composer on a piece, um, a setting of George O'Keefe's letters uh, that have been, has been really successful. And he said, how about an opera? And I said, yes, absolutely. And so we were talking about titles uh, and, and just exchanging ideas. And uh, somebody said uh, in my office suggested um, on a list, the hours. And I said, oh, that's it. That's definitely it. <laughs> I don't know. It, you, I love the movie. I assume you did too. Yeah, of course. Yeah, in the book Michael Cunningham's Pulitzer Prize winning book, I said this is perfect for opera,
1: and people are loving the opera. When there must have been a promo running through the station because I got two calls this morning, saying, "Oh my gosh, we saw this. It's fresh. It's unbelievable. It was yeah. such a treat."
0: And Good. Oh, I'm glad. It's like theater. S- it's going. It's more going to exactly. the theater you know, with gorgeous music uh, and, um, you know, so many chorus and orchestra and singers and dancers. It's big. It's big, but it's very modern.
1: No, and it's got so much going on. And I'm just curious, who determined who's going to play what role? Are you playing the role that you want to play?
0: I am. Yeah, I, I am. And so Kevin wrote it for each of us. So he was able to compose exactly to our voices, which was wonderful. And I, you know, I wanted to play um, Clarissa Vaughn because I just thought it would be so great for once in my career to play somebody who's from my time, basically. You know, this takes place in the 90s. I still have clothes from the 90s.
1: Yeah, believe me, I have clothes (laughs) from before that. I used to have a closet which had size eight and then size 12, and people would say, why don't you throw out the size 8? I'd say, are you crazy? I could probably wear them again in a month.
0: (laughs) Exactly, I'm with you. I keep keep three different sizes, you know, I I just know. (laughs) You know, when people say you look great, you've lost weight, I always say it will pass. (laughs) That's
1: a good line, I may borrow it. Yeah, (laughs) yes. Because it's something we all need. But you took a couple of years off from the Met, and was from the that Met, yeah an interesting time in your life, or did you miss it a lot?
0: Well, I mean, first of all, two of those years, you know, was the pandemic, so nobody right. was singing, nobody was working, Except, other than anything. digitally, yeah. And I did digital work for the Met too, and then um, and then I picked up touring again, and I've been working like crazy ever since. So I mostly. I think people imagine that, that if you sing opera, you only sing at the Met and you only sing, you know, opera. But I mostly sing concerts with orchestras around the world.
1: And, th- and that's exciting. And you've been doing it that, is. too,
0: yeah, for a long time. Is.
1: And the yeah, hours is. is so interesting. The, the, the complicated day in the life of three complicated women
0: Right, and and three, you know, the high anxiety situations, um, tragic situations, uh, and the other characters are fascinating. The person that I most love has AIDS, and, and um, it, which is a is which is um, heartbreaking to revisit, especially now when we're just still in the in, in we haven't like gotten pandemic. rid of this pandemic. Yeah,
1: no, it, it is awful. But to be able to be in something new that can relate to you and to all people in that Correct. range, it brings it home. It's so real. Right, right, and right. And opera can writes... tell
0: the three, well, there are three periods. There's the Virginia Woolf's life, there's a 50s uh, housewife uh, in Laura Brown, and then there's Clarissa Vaughn, who's kind of remade, uh, a kind of a right directly out of Mrs. Dalloway and the, the uh, book. And so they're all living lives at the same time on the operatic stage, which is something we can do because the music enables us to do that.
1: Right. And your character was, I remember in the film, it was a Meryl Streep role.
0: Right, right. Exactly. Yeah, the, not the shoes you really want to fill or try to no, fill. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know, singing is so different. Um it's really not the same at all. We don't have no. control over the tempo or the or the pitch or any of those things we it's it's quite a different animal.
1: So when you were approached about this, it it had to be really a relief because how often does an opera star, a, a soprano, get to play a very modern person and a right. woman that so we all know fun. and can relate to.
0: Right. Well, the other major premiere I did was uh, Blanche Dubois on A Street Count Car Named Desire. Yeah, and so that. it's just it's just wonderful to do something that no one else has done. You're not being compared with centuries of other performances.
1: No. And when you think about your journey, it's really an amazing story. You know, how yes. it started, how you, uh, you never gave up. And you also ended up doing firsts that had not been done before. So right. for those of yeah. us, it's very exciting and it's changed the way many of us look at music, look at opera. And look at the chances that you've taken well, during your
0: career. I mean, just singing the national anthem at the Super Bowl. I mean, How that's great. not something I would have expected to be doing. And that was incredible.
1: Did that make you nervous or was... Oh, compared- 110
0: million people tuning oh. in. And it's live. Ter- you know, I was terrified. But you have to, you just have to keep practicing and practicing. Because a lot can go wrong in the national anthem, honestly. You mean in terms of
1: the lyrics and everything? It's
0: hard, yeah. And it's also very rangy. This is why it's it's hard for the audience to sing, too. Mm. So.
1: But special, and it makes a difference.
0: Definitely, yes.
1: And, you know, I remember, so because I have friends who live in Aspen, right around the corner from the music festival, when you were um, oh, a great. kid... And spending a lot of time there with a lot of other talented people, but right. um, you were doing unbelievable things then.
0: Well, now I run I run the opera department there with uh, my colleague Patrick Summers. So I'm now helping young singers on their track,
1: which is great. And yeah. even when you were at Juilliard, you were singing in jazz clubs, and that wasn't the
0: usual. But you right. went ahead
1: and did it, and it it helped get yeah. you through Juilliard.
0: I always have loved singing jazz, and I, lo- I still am a fan, and I listen, and I go hear my friends play. Mm.
1: Has yeah. Juilliard, you think, and you're so involved, changed a lot since you were a grad student there?
0: I don't think so. I think it's still, they're devoted to producing the, the best quality um, artists that they can in all of these different disciplines, so... Uh, you know, the, the environment is a little bit more challenging, uh, especially now after we have to encourage people to go out to their theaters and their concert halls and even the movie theaters and just, just get out of the comfort of the home and and, and try to, even if you're wearing a mask, um, support these arts organizations, Broadway, all of it.
1: No, I agree. And it's at a very delicate time in the world right. of the arts. And, you know, whether you go to the Met or you go to see a Broadway show, there's still angst, and it's really important. Put your mask on and go, because this is the heart and soul of our cultural life and our life in this city, and we have to have it, and we have to all support it.
0: It's true. And if we don't support it, it, go, it will go away. And, and that would be tragic also for the tourism of the city. So um, so that's my two cents, because honestly, I'm going I'm going almost every night to see something and loving it, you know. And if, if I see anybody with sniffles or anybody who coughs, I immediately put my mask on.
1: Yeah, and I'm just sorry that they took away the mask rule because I think it's not the answer, but it definitely is a step in helping avoid some of these things.
0: Makes people feel more more, um, at ease. Yeah, yeah.
1: Put your mask on and then go, and you can get tickets for things. Go out of your comfort zone, as Renee said. Go see things. Maybe you haven't been to the Met in years none of us have done anything in over two years so it's time to step out and go do things that you've never done before so you started in doing small concerts and things and then when you Uh, won the opera audition you were 29 and it all started was was that what you would consider when you look back the major break?
0: It was the it was- first major break. Absolutely. There were a few others, but that was definitely the first one because it, def- it, it kind of opened the door to me performing in opera houses. And once you get one engagement and it goes well, you know, you have to be to take a risk and then succeed. You know, you really have to kind of put yourself in a position where you can exceed when somebody gives you a chance
1: yeah and and you did take chances and you did things like the seattle opera I and mean, when people think oh it's all new york but it isn't all new york it's all right. over america
0: right right it's true um that was so and and frankly you know i've been singing now for for um, and, well truthfully a number of decades and so I've had a long recording career and won four Grammys and you know, just, all of this experience helps support you in the other things you'd like to do. Cause I'm extremely passionate about the intersection of arts and health. I think, I think the art should be embedded in, in our healthcare system from bottom to top.
1: But you know, you've talked about that a lot and yeah. many of us find that really fascinating. What sort of awakened your interest and your attention to this collaboration between
0: music and and art and health? I started reading that researchers were studying music to understand neuroscience and the brain and I found that surprising and fabulous and so I met Dr. Francis Collins who was running the NIH at the time at a dinner party and I had just started as consultant to the Kennedy Center in Washington and said, two great national institutions, can we collaborate? Because I think we could provide a platform for science. And I think our audience would love to know why they like music and what effect it has on the brain. And so that's what we've been doing.
1: And the research held up that there really Absolutely. was solid information behind it.
0: Yes, absolutely, really wonderful. Um, so yeah, I feel very fortunate to be fascinated and stimulated and working at this intersection. I've just h- handed in a, a long book um, of an anthology that, that talks about uh, from different researchers and healthcare providers and artists all kind of sharing the breadth of the work at this intersection.
1: You know, it's unbelievable when you said that you were not going to do what many of us considered traditional parts, and that was when, in 2017. Would you have imagined right. that all that happened after that? All the things that you yes. had done and taken chances on me? We yes, were thinking no. maybe you'd retire, and here we are. No,
0: yes, absolutely. Now, that, that, that was... Uh... I'm too young to retire. I've got some more years to go. You've got a
1: lot of years. Yeah,
0: I have to keep, uh, yeah, my husband keeps threatening to me. And I said, no, you can't retire if I'm not retiring. I don't want you to be mad at me for not being home.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, that's the thing. I remember when I was married so many years ago, I said to him, I'm not going to be a milk and cookies um, wife. So this is it. You can pay attention or be disappointed. Your choice. Right.
0: <laughs> I love it. With, Milk and cookies. Yes. Which, you know, it's hard. I'm, t- I'm going to take that line. That's a good line.
1: Yeah. But it's true because it's different. But you look at the wonderful girls you brought up. And right. how are those
0: beautiful girls? One is girls? getting married. One is getting oh married gosh. in about 10 days. Yeah. Very exciting. Is she being married here in New York mm-hmm. or where? Yeah. Yep, downtown. Yes, so oh my happy gosh, for that's her. Hard to believe. And her younger sister just got engaged, so we're going to have two You're weddings. Kidding. Uh, yes, I'm that's so a excited. lot.
1: You better sing a lot of opera.
0: I know. Trust two me. Two weddings yes. can break well, the I, bank. I, yes, I knew this was going to happen. Been saving the <laughs> pennies. Yeah.
1: Well, that that's really great. Are guys that they're
0: marrying in the arts? Uh, the yes, one is a film composer, but the other is a does software engineering, but he's still a, a terrific musician as well.
1: Well, that's fantastic.
0: Yeah. So, anyway,
1: I'm very excited great for you, to you, Joan. Yeah, all the best. The hours you. you've all got to see at the Met, it's an absolute treat and a thrill.
0: And we'll talk. Well, again in, very I recommend soon. the HD. It's in the movie theaters on Saturday. I, know, I, I recommend. Love that. HD. Yes. It's metropolitanoper.org. Hopefully, you can find your local theater.
1: That was a brilliant idea when they started yes, this. And I agree. it makes it so accessible. It's a gift. All it right, really my does. dear. All the best Thank to you, you. Congratulations to the girls. We'll talk soon. Take care. Bye-bye. You too. I'm Joan Hamburg, and you're listening to WABC, and that was one of the greatest sopranos in the world, the one and only Renee Fleming. More ahead.